Shut up and sit down. This is our eighth episode. I think we've exponentially grown our listener base uh, over the last few episodes. It's pretty big. Booming. It's the talk of the town. Oh, yeah. Um, Everybody knows who we are. Anybody who's anybody (laughs) up in this mug (coughs) knows who we are. For those who don't know who we are, let's introduce introduce ourselves. (laughs) Good lord. Which one of us is drinking? Uh, not me. Not anymore. Uh, Jeremy. Yes. Introduce I'll introduce myself. myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jeremy. Uh, local entrepreneur. Utah transplant. Uh, happy member of this podcast. I am Josh Butterfield, non-drinking member of the podcast crew. <laughs> um, not today. Dis- not today. Today. Not distracted by shiny objects. I am also an entrepreneur. And I am uh, not Swedish. Uh, throw that in there. Yeah. I'm not. Are you over Brexit now? No, Are I'm still gone? perplexed it. By perplexed it about the Brexit. <laughs> about Brexit. I still. Th- I just don't think it's a good idea. No one thinks it's a good idea that has a brain. Well, then we all have a right to be perplexed. Unfortunately, most of the English population. Oh, you're talking about my pseudo peeps. A my lot like their teeth, just missing brains. <laughs> we also have on our podcast today. <laughs> what a dick, Jessica. I've been there. Might be true. Uh, you've been there too. You know. I have. Uh, I'm Jessica, your mistress of events and your <laughs> delectable designated driver of these gentlemen. And I have traveled a lot, so. There is a sensuous overtone to your comments today. How were the omelets? The omelets were amazing, and the same cute little lady came back for her second omelet. She only comes for the omelets. One of these days you're going to make me an omelet, and it'll be great. I'm open. Okay. You know where I am at. Here's the risk. Do you remember the show Moonlighting? Really, really cool when there was all this sexual tension. The second they smooched, it was done. Stick a fork in it. They had to jump the shark immediately. If you get an omelet, <laughs> you will no longer give a crap about an omelet. I don't want to see that happen to my friend Sweet Pea Jess. Okay? I'm understood. <laughs> I would like to enjoy an omelet, though. <laughs> well, maybe I'll just really enjoy the omelet and keep asking for more omelets. And they'll just get better every time. She is an omelet test extraordinaire or That's something. True. Or okay. Something. Well... And I'm you're, Chris. You're on your own. I'm your uh, I'm your host of this train wreck um, <laughs> that we call the New Utah Podcast. Um, you're a pod administrator. So we're gonna start today uh, off. It's July 19th. It's uh, my birthday. 
<laughs> so happy birthday to me. Yeah, thanks for being born. Uh, yeah, thank my mom and my dad. They had sex at some point. And <laughs> now I'm here. Now I'm here. I uh, that's a that's a really nasty greeting card. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually such a thing. Thanks for screwing. We like your kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my friend Clayton and Natalie. This is this is years ago when they had their first. She wasn't supposed to be able to get pregnant, and. Uh, he was trying to get a blowjob, and uh, they ended up having sex. So I got them a onesie that said, "All Daddy wanted was a blowjob." Oh, <laughs> nice. Sometimes. And they had the kid wear it <laughs> a lot, just not at church. Just not at church. Well, that's why. Here, this this is one of my favorite cards, and it's off of the Just Wink app. And it says, somebody mentioned that this is the anniversary of when you popped out a vagina or something. <laughs> yes! See? That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's real. Really? Just really. And then the inside says, good for you. You know, <laughs> our family status has gone right out the window this week. Uh, who said we have a family status? Uh, I'm we part- don't <laughs> I, potty mouth McGee over here, am <laughs> hosting this podcast. There's no way it's family oriented. And drunky McGee, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, drinks a lot here. So drinks wiki, a wiki, lot. Wiki, wiki, wow, wiki, wow. Okay, of course. Other than it being my birthday, we, we were going to bring you an exciting Kickstarter this oh, week that we discovered. Oh, it was a doozy. Uh, it was for an invisible t-shirt for Mormons. Girls. For Mormon, Mormon girls. girls. Uh, unfortunately, that Kickstarter has now been canceled after a miserable 400 of $20,000 in funding raised and... Really, about eighteen days left to go. They kind of just gave up. However, if it's invisible, wouldn't it be like the emperor's new clothes? And yet, you could see it very well. So, essentially, what this product was was a uh, undershirt that was skin toned. Thanks. It was skin toned if you had a very specific skin tone. Yeah, it was actually more like khaki. So if your skin tone looked like khaki, then that's probably what it was. <laughs> that's what my skin tone looks like. But here's the thing. All Mormons are Caucasians. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I'm guessing since it came in one color. Caucasian. He's got a point. And not even multiple tones of Caucasian, just Caucasian. 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 Yeah, Caucasian. Khaki, Caucasian. He's Caucasian. That's because he's a man. <laughs> but the beauty of the product was it already fucking exists. <laughs> Go to any store. They have camisoles and undershirts Spanx. and tank tops and spanks and more than and one color fitting garments and more than one color. My question is, did she shut it down because she wasn't getting her money or was it all the comments that were being thrown at her I on social media? I think it was probably a combination, but more the uh, ridicule she was getting on Facebook and Yeah, and well, but let's just I know we're not going to dive into this to the degree that we typically do, but the video was awful. It literally showed her wearing a shirt but it wasn't the invisible shirt, because you can't see that shit. She's just walking around wearing a shirt. And we yeah. just have to imagine that well, underneath the shirt we could see was a shirt we couldn't Josh, see. My favorite, you gotta part, have faith. my favorite part in the video is she talked about wanting to be modest. And she had a bride with this ugly-ass undershirt on that she's got created. But you can see through the dress. Why the hell as a bride would you get a dress that's not as modest as you want it to be... So that you have to wear this hideous t-shirt thing underneath it. 
It just doesn't make sense to me. It's really stupid. Well, I, for one, am sadly disappointed that this Kickstarter was cut short because the comments were just getting good. <laughs> it went, it, the comments kind of reminded me of, you know, like when you're, you're trolling around Instagram <laughs> and you see one of the ads for, like, McDonald's or a Ford Fusion. Have you ever stopped and read the comments on one of those ads on Instagram? It's hours of entertainment of people just swearing up and down at these advertisers <laughs> and at Instagram for offering a free app that they throw a couple of advertisements into every few days. That's a lot of comical commentary. We should read them sometime on the air. We should. We can <laughs> They're <that>. so good. <laughs> They're so but we'd good. have to say, I think this guy is from Utah, and then we'd read it. Because they're kind of like, you know, focusing on the local thing. No? No? Okay, never mind. I'm sure they're all from Utah, Josh. Probably. Yeah. Thank you. The Everyone. whole internet's from Utah. It was created by That's Al Gore, but it's entirely from Utah. I thought it was Ross Perot. No. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken so, like uh, a true Utah. On to today's uh, Yeah, but the Kickstarter we decided to do um, is a little bit different maybe than one of, some of the others we've done. It is still a local Utah Kickstarter. It's for a product that's called Fireflies. Pretty much anything called Fireflies awesome. Yeah, seriously. So, that was my first thought. Like, sorry. how conveniently named. Fireflies is a truly wire-free earbud. So it's two earbuds. One for your left ear, one for your right ear. Hey, Chris. They communicate wirelessly It's music without limits. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the title, the ridiculously long title of the Kickstarter. But I um, think Jeremy really classed it. Well, you got you know, you got to say it like that. Right? Absolutely. So the, the video is a minute long, minute and five seconds. With an amazing soundtrack. Uh, it, it it does. So let's talk about the video for just a second before we move on, because this is the classic teaser video where all you see is some weird shit happening. There's no prices. There's no real product placement. You can see the product, but they're just doing stuff. No yeah. talking. But no the pro- talking. The, the product is clearly the focus in the images. Unlike uh, the Kickstarter we did, I think it was last week, with the dog leash, and there was a picture, and all you could look at was the woman's crotch, because right. it was just right. bam right. in your face, and that and was it. And they it. What can this, this is every image, regardless of who's in the frame, what you're focused on is, is the, the product, yeah, is the earbuds. So it's a very well done video. And let's 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 break this one down. Pledge level twenty thousand. Where are they at? Two hundred and six thousand, almost two hundred and seven thousand <laughs> with, with three weeks to go. Yeah. So yeah, blowing it out of the park. So KickTrack actually puts them on target to do about eight hundred grand uh, when the project's all said and done, uh, which is a f- basically a four thousand percent goal attainment. Um, I would not be surprised, truthfully, if the project broke a million dollars, given its success right now. Um, It could, because the trending is actually, um, it's not really super linear or flat. It's it's actually picking up, so it's gaining momentum. It's getting more viewers later on. So, one thing about this, uh, a project like this that always scares me, I've backed a project similar to this and completely lost all my money on it, um, is that... The product's not ready to go. Really what this Kickstarter is, if you read into it and you start looking down the page for more information, looking at their timelines, this is a product that's been prototyped and been in R&D for about two years uh, at this point. They already have manufacturer uh, people in place. They have product and and shipping costs in place. They're really just looking to fund the initial run. Um, And if you know anything about manufacturing, you, you have to run quite a few 
pieces to really make it worth your especially, ride. Especially electronics have a big economy of scale. The more you can yeah. print of them... You, 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 print, the you do two or three hundred and it's going to cost you tons. Zero. tons. But if you, you can run 5,000, you get the price break. 10, because you can get even you can get really big yeah. breaks on raw materials, but also the the original molds that you need for right. the chips, for the actual earbuds. Because you're yeah, you're gonna the, pay the for that mold cost months. goes down, yeah, because exactly. you're because you're splitting it across. You know, and and a few earbuds. clever things about the the folks that are running this: there's not a significant um, amount to be spent on shipping. This isn't a huge, heavy product. No, it's so the, the images uh, show it's maybe the size of two quarters right. next to each other, pretty small. So there's no extra surprises. And, and some things that are strange about this one, there's also no add-ons. There's no extra pledge levels. There's one thing you... So you can also buy a T-shirt so for they do 25 have the, They do have the dollar flood pledge level, which yes. we 100% support. Which, how many of those have they gotten so far? Let's take a, a quick look. So the dollar, the whole reason behind the dollar is if you just want to keep abreast of what is going on, be part of the emails, uh, be able to see the stuff that the average person can't see, you pledge the dollar. If, so if you're part of the community, the dollar pledge level is also for fence sitters that want to see yeah. if they want to weigh in. Uh, it's it's useful for a lot of Kickstarters that have high pledge, um, high like add-ons or... Yeah. Pledge levels yeah, where you pledge the dollar that way you're part of it, and then right at the end, if well, it's even this it. one, I mean, for Kickstarter pledging, so the, the first product level that you have, they have some early pledges for $79, and then the regular pricing is really they're $100 a piece, it's a $99 pledge level, so it's a fairly expensive product in the world of Kickstarter. Um, so pledging a dollar and then deciding two days before it, it actually takes off to, to put in the $100. Um, That's pretty common. It's yeah, it's not un uncommon for that to happen. They do have seventy three dollars yeah, backers. backers at the dollar level right now, which in in seven days is is really pretty impressive. That's to begin very with. impressive. Yeah. So they're getting a lot of play in the community, a lot of visibility. This Kickstarter doesn't suck. It's very atypical, but it doesn't suck. Yeah, they have uh, they have a twenty five dollar pledge level for a t shirt, which is stupid. I wouldn't pay $25 for a company. Two backers, you know, Grandma and Aunt Flo got one. I feel like something like this that I would invest my money in that's electronic, I would want the information of what's going to happen when that battery goes out and what do I do if I lose my case. And I didn't see anything like that. Oh. Yeah, I didn't see anything I know like details, that. But there, there may be stuff dug into the FAQ, uh, the FAQ. Uh, or on their website, they do have well, a website. Right there is another reason to pledge the dollar. You pledge the dollar, now you can comment. Yeah, now you can comment and ask that you kind pledge of the question. pledge the dollar, and you ask those questions. Hey, I really like your Kickstarter. This is really cool. But here's a couple questions. Another thing that legitimizes this product, because the other thing that I would look at in a product like this is, is it actually going to happen? Is it going to come to me? Um, so the, all the indicators are there, but they also have, uh, they've been featured on CNET. So they've gotten prototypes into a really big, high-end kind of tech review site, uh, which is CNET. And if if CNET's featured them, uh, then that that means they've they've got some legitimacy to the product itself. So, well, this I think you're right. I think this is. I mean, it's it's going to succeed like gangbusters. It may break a million. Um, people are going to get this product. The final product when it's out on the market is going to be 150. So even at the hundred dollar pledge level. Potentially saving fifty dollars. So I guess. However, I also agree with Jess that there's still some question marks out there with this new technology, and um, we don't know the effects of how how durable they are, how well they last over time. 
um, what happens if the battery dies? You know, some of these other questions, and we won't because it's brand new. And I, I would, I would tend to think as a Kickstarter backer, you're probably not going to get any kind of guarantees or warranties like that. That's part of being in at the ground level on some I just of want these things. Questions answered. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I just want to know, damn it. Uh. I think though that if you were to buy these in store. Because certainly with this kind of pledge level, they're going to either either be bought out by a larger company like Beats or something like that, or they're going to have some sort of wholesale distribution into places like Best Buy and Walmart. If that happens, there's yeah. going to be some sort of warranty offer. Those places will have to cover. They just yeah, at $150. Yeah. So, um, great project to get into if you're looking for a pair of earbuds. I know I just had to buy a new headset today. Um, and they're local. Go Utah. Yeah. And I love earbuds. You know, another really good, not to discredit these guys, but real quick, another great local Utah company that makes sound uh, equipment, earbuds, headphones, is Skull Candy. Oh, yeah. And they just sold out, too, by the way. I didn't know they were local. They are local. Yeah, they're based out of Park City, Utah. <laughs> they just sold out, though. Um, they just sold to another. They just yeah, they just sold, sold to another no company. Kidding. Yep. But fantastic audio uh, equipment from from Skull Candy. So you guys know so much about our hometown. I love it. It's like you live here or something. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so uh, enough with Kickstarter. Um, we're going to move on to events. Uh, this week, uh, other than my amazing birthday um, today, July nineteenth, also there's nothing more to talk about today. Real <laughs> Salt Lake is playing Inter Milan. Wait, wait. We really should have done your birthday last because it's such a tough act to follow. I know our class. Hey, act. look. We can talk. The about only thing the that matters time. is I did not work today. That's the only thing that matters. I did not work today. That's a good rule of thumb. I actually do the same thing. Talked about it last week. I just refuse to work on my birthday. It just makes life a lot better. So good for um, you. Okay. So besides his birthday, what do we got coming up? Well, it's Pioneer Wait, Day. Oh, mistress. Oh, mistress of the. We need like a soundtrack when she comes on, like a da da da, something. Like I don't some know. family like 19, opera stuff. You know, forties or <laughs> some big, some big band Sorry. swing or something like that. Or, or I could just change my name. Or a whip, <laughs> maybe a whip crack. Maybe. If only we had a person whose job it was to come with sound effects. Oh, hold on. No, 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 no. See, now you're introducing shiny objects again. Uh, but it is, for those of you that don't live in Utah, the Pioneer Day is basically July 4th, number two for us. Um, it is the State Independence Day or the State Hood Day. Right. Uh, it's also a celebration for our local uh, religious culture of when they came and settled the land from getting kicked out of Missouri. Um, so Pioneer Day has a has a big meaning to a lot of people here. Hey, Chris, does uh, and really any of my fellow podcasters, does anyone know? Does every state have a similar holiday? Most states have the day that they became a part of oh, the United States, States, but they don't necessarily celebrate with fireworks. Yeah, I've lived in several, and hardly any states out there celebrate Nevada has Nevada days because I lived there when they did it, but they didn't do fireworks or anything. Yeah, it's not a state holiday. Yeah, it's not. But here, most businesses take the day off, um, unless you're a business that deals with customers outside of the state of Utah, in which case you work. <laughs> um, so it's kind of divided, but there's always fireworks. Uh, unless Huge it's rodeos. A, unless it's a Sunday. Yeah, we talked about the rodeos that have been going on for the last weekend. Um, parades coming up. Um, also, for those of us that are not Mormon um, and don't really give a crap about fireworks, uh, there's also Pie and Beer Day. 
Oh yeah, Pioneer Day. Very similar take to Pioneer Day. It's very similar. But who's who's doing Pioneer Day? So there this? are two places that I found the beer bar on 300 South and was like Third West. But the people that own Bar X own the beer bar. You're asking me. Bar you X ask is, these guys. <laughs> bar X is the the actor that owns that one. Yeah, I thought they owned the well, beer Robert bar Redford. Well. <laughs> yeah, Robert. What? No, no it's not I'm Robert not sure. Redford. So. I the from, the but they're right next to They're Al pretty Pacino? close to each other, aren't they? Oh, they're, yeah, are they're, they're right, right next to each other. Yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, the Beer Bar Care and CL, a uh, local public radio station, is holding an event from 5 to 9 on the 24th. If you go there, are you reti- required to talk like the uh, KRCL guys? Uh, Hi, quite this possibly. Is, this is Chris on <laughs> National Public on Radio. KRCL. I would like a pint of your finest mead. They will <laughs> <laughs> They'll have local Modern Family. That's what it is. A guy from Modern Family owns bar. He owns that too. Yes. Oh. And 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 the beer bar. They're, they're, I think they're a joint venture. Tacaria so. Twenty Seven as well. That's Tom Gardner, who is Todd Gardner, who is Tacaria Twenty Seven. Is Todd Gardner? He used to be the uh, head chef at uh, Z Tejas before it closed. Mm. It's a pretty eclectic place. I've eaten there. It's delicious. It is delicious, but it's so super good. eclectic. It's so good. So, so you, good. To keep at on. Beer Bar, you're actually getting pie and beer. Yeah. Uh, beer Bar has great uh, sausages. Oh, nice. Like, great different sausages, not just bratwurst. I really love pub food. That was one of the main things we subsist, subsisted on um, when we were in England. We, the Bohemian is amazing oh, we for pub it. food. And brunch. Yeah, but it's German pub food, so it's a little different. Still good. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Madeline Choir School is also take a college schnitzel. A they love it. Event. I want your schnitzel. Pre sells fifty dollars for Holy six crap. twelve ounce tastings. Wow! So you'll be good. Yeah. So you, you'll be good. You will need an Uber. Yes. Yes. You will. Um, if you're, it's ten dollars. If you're under twenty one, or if you're not drinking, if you buy at the door, it's sixty dollars. And you can get the information at madelinechoirschool.ejoinme.org forward slash 2016 Beer Fest. Isn't that the Catholic school? It is! Yeah, yeah. I've been there. I've dropped the kids off there. This is their times. second annual Pie and Beer Day. I love Catholics. They love to drink. <laughs> well, if, if we go back in history, I'm pretty sure the Catholics invented beer. Well, probably they wasn't, it, a lot wasn't of it those monastic like the monks yeah, that would yes, but they, all they couldn't eat so they had to fast. But drinking beer that didn't count. But if you drink your wheat, well, that's I mean, okay. You got to remember too. Back in those days, drinking water was like death. Sentence. Play at your own risk. Whereas if you drank something fermented like beer or wine, you were much safer from a bacteria standpoint. So I think we need to go back to that philosophy. I do. I do. <laughs> I kind of try to live it each day. So. <laughs> uh, so this, actually, this weekend is full of lots of drinking. Up at High West in Park City, High our West. local whiskey distillery. At their restaurant, they're doing a barbecue on the 24th. It's $35. Um, that also includes transportation, a shuttle from Salt Lake. To drive your drunk ass there. Well, that is fantastic. Yeah. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> And then it's seventeen fifty for kids. Um, I don't think that price includes the shuttle, but I could be wrong. There's going to be live music, games. It's family friendly. It goes from ten to five. Does it include? Uh, they're bringing back whiskey. They're bringing back one of their whiskeys, and I apologize. I completely forgot the name of it. They're Let me Google that. They're all good. They're all good. My favorite High West whiskey is the Double Rye. 
It yeah. is so good. The Double Rise is a good mainstay. Some of their more expensive stuff's really good. The silver. Uh, I, I just love to sample. I go, I go there and they have a, a whiskey sampler, and that is the best thing ever. Thankfully, it took a lot of work for them to get that. So, one last, well, besides concerts, one last important event that's uh, kind of near and dear to my heart is the ales for ALS that Uinta Brewing does every year. Um, they also bring out a new uh, brew. Uh, they reveal a new brew as well. So a dollar from every pint sold at this event will go to the ALS Therapy Development Institute. So wait, you're telling me this is this is really going to go to the charity versus people who got a bucket of ice dumped on them last Actually, that did. <laughs> that actually did. I have, a, I have a friend right now that was just recently diagnosed with ALS, and that money did a lot for research, unfortunately. Those that really did it, like... Well, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is hardly anyone actually donated, but sure. I, I think it probably raised a lot of awareness. Sure. So, but this actually results in money going to a foundation. Yes, so. yes. So $20 at the door, the first 150 get a uh, glass... And the information is at alesforals.com. So give us a little background. I mean, it, first of all, it's a great cause. Second of all, it's ale, which is awesome. Um, but <laughs> and local. And it's local. And you get a glass for the first 150 So do you come and pay the $20 at the door and they just keep refilling your glass? Or how does that work? As Yeah, as, as far as I know. That's a challenge, it sounds like to me. I was going to say, that sounds like <laughs> there is no free shuttle with this one. Yeah, you'll Uber so, or Lyft that. The, the good news <laughs> is, you know, unlike St. Patrick's Day, it's not really amateur hour on the 24th. <laughs> because a lot of people have to go to work the next day. I mean, they do on St. Patrick's Day often, too. but Well, and it's a very Mormon holiday, so I'm not, I don't know about the drinking. So, so, so there's not a lot of competition, is that what you're saying? Yes. The Pie and Beer Day stuff that I've always participated in has been a very fun, entertaining evening. Um, it is a Sunday, uh, which oh, is so a big really deal. No so, yeah, you, you're probably not. Oh, most of the have. Pioneer Day events are on Monday, so yeah. on the 25th, yeah. So, maybe we should throw our own Pie and Beer Day. Maybe we should get together, do a special podcast session, um, and Pie and Beer Day. That, that would actually be a lot of fun. Well, you guys are coming over here that weekend anyway, so... That's true. This weekend anyway. Add some pie, add some beer. Okay. Any other events? I mean, we have a lot of concerts. <laughs> Who, who's all going to be here this week, Jess? Corn uh, and Zomb- uh, Rob Zombie, Styx, James Taylor, Keith Urban, Weezer. Love me some James Taylor. Love me some Weezer. If you yeah. want to destroy my sweater. Whoa, their, new whoa, stuff's, whoa. their new stuff's really good. Their guitarists are so... Uh, Secondary band stuff is really good. I met him up at Sundance, and they were really good. Do you know what his secondary band is? I can't remember the name right now. I'll get it for you. Interesting. Some okay. dude. You want to start well, singing some Rusted Root again? Send me my way. The answer is yes. Uh, okay, so let's move to some news. Uh, a lot of uh, interesting things going on in the state of Utah. Thank you, sound effects man. So it's fire season here in the state. Oh, Utah! It's fire season in the western half of the United yeah, States. Basically, anywhere west of the Mississippi it is burning right now. Come mid to late July and August, it's just on fire. Uh, right. The skies are filled with smoke. They look worse than they do in January, typically. Um, Mixed for some nice sunsets there off the party. Yeah, so there's They're a new so new thing that when we were small didn't really have a big impact on forest fires and land fires. So especially in some of the remote areas, the best way for them to fight these fires and, and really rugged terrain is with 
helicopters and uh, crop dusting planes. crop dusting planes. Yeah. Even the really large jetliners like the C fives and stuff, picking up loads of fire retardant buckets of water and dropping them on the flames or dropping them on parts of the forest the flames are moving towards. Right. It's it's safer for the people fighting the fire well, and it's an effective places, way to distribute mass down, down in southern Utah specifically where some of these fires are, Pine Valley Mountain, it's it's a pretty intensive hike to get up to where right. these fires are at anyway. Let so alone trying to fight it as a fireman yeah, and do backfires exactly. and lines and things like that. So... Uh, now, though, we have these little inventions out there that you can pick up at a local Sam's Club or Costco for 100 bucks and strap a GoPro to the bottom of and be cool and go fly a freaking drone over a fire. Sounds like a fun idea, right? I like it picture. <laughs> yeah, why not do anything for the shot? Um, the problem is when those are in the airspace of these rescue vehicles, of these rescue aircraft, they can't fly. So the fire... Fighting essentially gets halted when they're up in the air. So am I the only one that thinks that the solution to this is to is to have shotgun day, and everyone just comes <laughs> out there with a shotgun, and when they see the drones flying overhead, it's like free for all, and everyone unloads because people love shooting stuff in Utah, especially southern Utah. Some banjo music. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> no, well, the legislature, because uh, I mean, this is all new. This is a relatively new thing within the last couple of years. Well, it's a new problem that they haven't had to face before. Uh, well, they they clearly have had to face it because they actually did approve legislation uh, in this last session. They had to call a special session yeah, to that, order that made it a. Uh, it's it's now a class A misdemeanor. To fly a drone in that kind of situation. Over a fire zone. Uh, over a wildfire. So that a Class A misdemeanor carries a penalty of up to $2,500 in a year in jail. And it says that if the unmanned craft collides with a firefighter plane or helicopter, the penalties increase. People don't understand the seriousness of something like that getting into the propellers. Yeah, like your little they're drone about birds. It's one of those planes. Yeah, I mean, it, it, could, it could totally destroy the plane. It could... Yeah, so... Kill someone? <laughs> on the one hand, I completely agree. I think this is good legislation. I think that it's necessary. I think that it's going to save some lives, ultimately. Um, and hopefully facilitate putting out these fires. On the other hand, they called a special session <laughs> to do this. Well, and yet our air quality and some of these other things that are coming up... Now, I'm not saying they're mutually exclusive or you can only do one or the other. But what I am saying is... I think it was wise of them to call a special session for this. I think it's important. Why are they not taking stronger actions? The whole country, or I'm sorry, the whole state is is feeling the pain from this awful air quality. We're consistently one of the worst in in America, and we have con- there's been rallies and strikes and petitions and this that and the other thing. Why are they not taking stringent action about that? Well, I mean, they they debate it every session. They haven't had an actual session, a regular session, where it doesn't come up, where legislation isn't introduced. And the reality is it's it's money from the oil companies. It's money from the refineries that go into these, these politicians' pockets that, you know, keep them from enacting any kind of real legislation. I, I think that's the honest answer. And then my honest response is... How are these people still voting these assholes into positions? Because they've got an R next to their name on the ballot. And they're in Utah. Utah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, truthfully, that's a big part of it. And honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Um, whatever politician gets put into that place, there's going to be money fed into their campaign from these 
uh, these companies because they want to keep these, you know, they don't want to have to change because it is costly for them to reduce the emissions. While I agree with that sentiment that someone's going to be paying, there's going to be graft, there's going to be bribery and whatever else, I want someone that is bribing for the things I want. You know, I want someone that's going to be protecting the in, in, um, environment, who's going to be standing up for LGBT. So well, there, there, are, there are lobbying groups for those things, but the problem is they don't have as much money. They don't have the because deep pockets they're not necessary. the they're not the big businesses and corporations with the deep pockets. The other thing you run into is these corporations, these you know these refineries and stuff. They pay for studies that show that the air pollution and air quality is coming from passenger vehicles, not from the refineries. And from well, hairspray. It comes from more. It comes from buildings. The, yeah. the percentage from the refineries is actually very small compared to what media makes it seem like. My father works for Big West Oil. He's their head engineer. And we talk about this all the time. <laughs> so, um, it's minimal compared to what the media wants to make you believe. Well, the it's there. I'm not saying it's not there. No, I'm just I, saying it's more minimal than they're, they're not the well, number EPA, one cause. The EPA certainly restricts a lot of stuff. They, they enacted a ton of stuff in the 60s and 70s that forced these guys at a federal level to mm -hmm. cut their emissions, put in clean scrubbers. Right. Um, but, it, it, you know, the other things that don't change is we're a coal-powered state. We're also in between two massive mountain ranges yeah. that everything yeah. gets trapped <clears> in, and I think people forget that turbines maybe pushing the air out like other countries do well that's I why mean. it's so bad in january and february is we get the, the low the pressure systems yeah. the inversion sit on top of the valley and mm -hmm. force the air to stay so i mean that's definitely part of it um but you know it's things you know like the state not giving great tax incentives to mm -hmm. go solar you know locally that sort of thing also the the politicians are not doing anything to assure me that they're really paying attention to this and they're really doing something. They could be. They could be, but they're not really, they're not convincing they're, anyone. They're worried about things like Planned Parenthood. Exactly. Nice segue. <laughs> and defunding that Planned really Parenthood. Good. Wow, Jeremy. Game, <laughs> dude. So, I high five you across the table. So, Federal Appeals Court, uh, on July 12th, Federal Appeals Court um, has granted Planned Parenthood a restraining order against the state of Utah prohibiting Gary Herbert from cutting off funding to the reproductive rights group. So. <laughs> good job, appeals court. Um, does anyone at this table not think this is a great thing? It's, no, a good it's, thing. it's fantastic. It's a fantastic so, thing. Herbert says this no birds and beads. Instead, our kids have STDs. What? Is that real? Oh, that's the sign at the protest. Oh. <laughs> uh, like, where the hell did you see that? Um, so uh, this all stems. All right. This all stems from that fake bullcrap video. That the guy's been in, the, the guy's been indicted for in federal court, where they selling, the babies, selling the baby parts, selling fetuses, fetuses to yeah. private research. Which, in reality, not a bad thing to donate those fetuses to stem cell research. Certainly a great place for them. But at the end of the day, it was a fake video, and it raised all these idiot conservative states like the state of Utah to defund Planned Parenthood. Yes, but but if it's it, if it's fake, I mean they have to, if it's real, it's got to be real if it's on TV. It's got to be real. I mean, clearly it was on the internet. internet so. I have heard I've heard this said someone looked me right in the orbs of my soul and said to me, "There's got to be a grain of truth." And I'm like, "Well, there is an organization called Planned Parenthood. 
I think the rest is bullshit. <laughs> I think you need to stop thinking that there's a grain of truth in everything you hear. Abortions are already so difficult to do. Uh, in, in just about any state that's red, uh, abortions are near impossible to perform. Um, regardless of, of you know what the, what the laws are, what the Supreme Court has said, states are making it harder and harder and harder for people to get abortions to begin with. Planned Parenthood is primarily a public health organization. It's a doctor. I, I'm going to be the lady of the group here. <laughs> um, I, when I lived in New Jersey, it was really hard to find a doctor just because you don't know anyone, getting referrals. And I went to Planned Parenthood for, I don't know, five years. And when I moved back to Utah, I started going to my aunt's doctor who I felt was so impersonal. All they wanted to do was prescribe. They didn't want to listen to anything that was wrong, and I went back to Planned Parenthood, and I've been going ever since. Well, and, and what are you doing there? You're getting your lady parts checked out. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're getting your naughty getting bits. Potentially you're getting your naughty, your bits. naughty bits. Potentially birth control. Correct. Dirty yep. pillows. And, and I see men there. I see women there. I see women with kids. So I've had experiences, both myself and, and, and people close to me, um, Planned Parenthood from a birth control perspective, especially younger younger folks that are on parents' insurance, mm-hmm. it's hard for them to go to the doctor, a regular doctor, and get birth control because parents have all these freaking questions. Planned Parenthood exists to help kids who are going to be sexually active, regardless of what your parents want, uh, have birth control and be safe about it. But if you they, just ignore it, it goes away. But I feel like they're, they just, <laughs> well, yes, in Utah. I can't even look at you with a straight face when you say shit like that. But that's what these idiots think. That's my point, though. That's my yeah. point, is that's what they think. Oh, if we just ignore it, it goes away. So I want, I want to, in all seriousness, I want to read. This is what their official stance was, the, the court's. Considering all of this evidence together, we conclude that a reasonable finder of fact is more likely than not to find that Herbert issued the directive to punish PPAU for the First and Fourteenth Amendment rights it has identified in this litigation. In particular, we conclude that a reasonable finder of fact is more than likely to not find that Herbert, a politician, cough, and admitted opponent to abortion, viewed the situation that presented uh, itself by release of the CMP videos as an opportunity to take public action against the Planned Parenthood Association. Deprive it of pass-through federal funding and potentially weaken the organization and hamper its ability to provide and advocate for abortion abortion services. What a powerful statement. They're basically saying he had another agenda. They had nothing... He, st- he, he jumped on these videos as an excuse to point it and go, Aha! I told you. And that's exactly well, what they're saying. And Planned Parenthood, to be clear, Pan- Planned Parenthood provides contraception. Um, they provide, you know, obviously a lot, of, a lot of women's health exams. Um, men's health exams? Yeah. They, and they don't talk about it, but men's health exams, they can check out your naughty they, bits, They too. also act from a public <laughs> health perspective for STD outbreak control. So when you have an STD, you're actually referred most of the time, even from your regular physician, to Planned Parenthood, and they the kind of the Department of Health essentially at that point takes over, and they start tracking who's had contact, who's had potential exposure to try and stop an outbreak from something like that from happening. Because they've had major outbreaks in the past. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Chlamydia uh, cases. In fact, Utah was just in the news a few months ago for a really big outbreak of chlamydia. Um, so they, they serve a really significant purpose. And the key piece here is that. 
All that Utah does, Utah doesn't fund Planned Parenthood. The federal government gives money to Utah, specifically earmarked, to go to Planned Parenthood, and it's Utah's job to disperse that money to the Planned Parenthood organization in Utah. So Utah, like many other states, said, yeah, we're not going to fund you anymore, so we're getting this federal money into the state, and it's just sitting in the state coffers because they can't use it for anything else, and they're not giving it to Planned Parenthood. So this, this action from the court actually says, hey, you guys got to give up the money. It's not yours. You're just essentially a middleman. I am so happy that this happened. I think Herbert, um, you know, I, I try to be kind of balanced, right? I think he's had some good decisions, but I think this is a case where his politics um, and religion are too... He's setting one completely aside for the other, and I don't think that's how the system is well, supposed to work. Well, look, it's no surprise, Utah... I mean, look at Jason Chaffetz and the bullcrap he's been doing on the hill <laughs> since this Planned Parenthood video came out. So it's, it's no real surprise that these, these I'm going to say it. These people are idiots. It's already been proved to be untrue. You cannot still be waving that banner around, or it just makes you look like an idiot. I agree. I agree. Uh, so let's go to something a little bit lighter. Uh, something that is a, <laughs> from feminine to fries. We we actually want to talk about a, a couple of different uh, Utah things. Um, so fry sauce. If you're not from Utah or the surrounding region, you probably have no clue what the hell fry sauce Unless is. you're a waitress or a waiter in another state and someone has asked you for a side of mayonnaise and a side of ketchup. <laughs> so that's fry sauce at its basic <laughs> form, right? You can mix mayonnaise and ketchup together. What's interesting is you'll have people that are like, I love dipping my fries in mayonnaise, which I think is disgusting on its own. But that's huge, especially in England. That's a big thing that they do over there. They do they're, everything with that. Yeah, and in the north, there, there's, there's a whole section segment about that. The northeast is a they big fucking corn. Corn. People, that put, shit. people yeah. put man, no, not porn. corn, corn. Wow. People put mayonnaise on their corn, uh, and, and and ketchup really? is also a dipping condiment for right. fries. And when you mix the two together, you get this sauce magic. that is kind of orangey in color, uh, I guess, or flesh toned. It might pink. be. It's like it, it, it's, it's like, like a, well, it's like the Invisible it's Woman like T-shirt. Invisible shirt. You know, it's sort of that color. <laughs> now, really good fry sauce. So it's a Utah creation. The actual sauce, the combination of those two ingredients, is a Utah creation, so to speak. They are the ones here in Utah that kind of bottled the crap and started putting it out there. And now, some dudes fry sauce. Yeah, uh, Arctic, Circle Arctic Circle was an Arctic Circle's fry sauce is still well, the Arctic best. Circle. Is I don't know. Like purple Turtles is pretty good down in Pleasant Grove. But you have to eat at the Purple Turtle in order to get that. You can get it to go. Their food is terrible. Is what? all I'm saying. <laughs> they have really good shakes, though. <laughs> yes, they do, and they have the peach shakes in the summer, right? So Arctic Circle's been attributed to, with the myth of originating it. Yeah, they have. And, and the reality is fry sauce is not just ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together. Um, the really good ones that are out there have some other things. Pickle juice, a little bit of mustard. A Barbecue lot of sauce, some of them. Oh, oh sure. training table. The only good thing at training table was their dipping sauce. And they had a barbecue sauce. Mix. Yeah, so they had barbecue and mayonnaise, essentially, with a little bit of yeah, liquid was, smoke was mixed really in. Good. So. Was. You're talking about like it doesn't exist. There's like two training tables left in the entire valley. They're they're, they're pretty that's much still gone. two. <laughs> 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 they're pretty much all gone because uh, I don't know something weird about ordering from a phone, from at, a your phone at your table so, so and then having to get up and go fries. get your food. So a little like, while ago we were there and their phones weren't working. 
So you still, have, so you had to walk so out to, to a walk, counter. Yeah, it, that's your whole damn thing is order from your phone. That's your whole. That's your everything. And if that is your gimmick, it's a lame ass gimmick. And if your phones aren't working, well, it worked yeah. for a long time. It worked for a long time. Well, no, people were going for the damn dipping sauce. And by the way, if you have never been, if you are one of our seven listeners, I think we're up to nine. If you're one of our nine listeners now, um, and you have not yet tried uh, fry sauce. Please do yourself a favor and try it. Like, we make converts every day from people that travel in through Utah and that try it. And they, they love it. My and kids put it on everything. They're spreading the word of well, Lord and Savior. And I sauce. think that the sauce that was in that Good Burger show, that Nickelodeon show, Good Burger, that had to be fry sauce, right? Yeah, it looked like it. It was. What do you think's in Welcome the burger? Welcome to Good Burger. Home of the Good Burger. <laughs> Take your order. <laughs> oh man, that show was really dumb. I watched it the other day. It's really not good. No, and it doesn't get better over time. So. No, and it's. I mean, I guess if I was a fourteen-year-old kid watching Nickelodeon, it might be entertaining. <laughs> uh, but I'm not either of those things. Uh, you know, another Utah original. Uh, another Utah thing is is Lagoon. Uh, Lagoon Park is really the only theme park in Utah. We've got a couple water parks. I mean, Raging Waters has bought up most of them, right? Seven, or seven feet. Well, yeah, it was Raging Water, now it's seven Yeah, and, and they bought a bunch, right? They have five or six different water parks now. Something that they like own. that. I don't like Lagoon. But Lagoon, <laughs> Lagoon is where fun is. I yep. hate Lagoon. It's where fun is. Why do you hate Lagoon? There's no other theme park. There's no other amusement park in Salt Lake. Well, that's one of the reasons I hate Lagoon. Why else? Okay, so you go to <laughs> if you go to Disneyland and you're on you're in the line for uh, the Indiana Jones Adventure, right? You see all these cool things in the line, and you can interact with them. And Indiana Jones' base camp. Um, Indiana Jones' base and camp. And the truck from the movie. Oh my gosh, everything. But the thing is, they have made the lines entertaining. When you go to Lagoon, it's a four-hour long line of staring at these okay. rickety, nasty fences. And the more you look at those, the more you look at those nasty-ass like 1920s era um, so, roller coasters, the more you're convinced it's a suicide run. <laughs> I hate Lagoon. So to, has no soul. So to be clear, <laughs> there is no line at Lagoon I've ever stood in in I don't know how many years, 20 plus years that I've gone there that has ever been four hours. Ever. I don't know what line you're standing in. You know the what? Jet star? I mean, were you like Were you like hanging out by the bathroom and you thought that the line started <laughs> there and really it just wasn't a line at all? It was just some dudes sitting and talking? I, I have a knack for hyperbole. Well, Pioneer Village is haunted. So you've got that. Well And it was started in eighteen ninety six. Yeah, so the park is hundred and thirty years old, right? Yeah. It's not a theme park. That's one thing that you have to be clear about. It is an amusement park. It is there purely for rights. I'm not amused. Disneyland is a the theme, theme park, park, which is why everything there is Disney. Everything there, you go into Cars Land, and it's all about that stupid show Cars. And you go into the freaking little Magic Kingdom area, and it's all stupid princesses and princes. And you go into Small World, and you want to blow your brains out with a shotgun because the ride is so damn annoying. <laughs> but it's but all, on a hot day, it's all thematic. It's nice and cool. Yeah, it's all thematic. That's why you see characters walking around. Where Lagoon is really just a giant carnival. 
1986, 50 cents would get you in, and for an extra 50 cents, you could watch a baseball game and a bird shooting match. 90 cents worth of amusement for 50 cents. That's pretty sweet. Shooting birds. So, okay, so 90 cents. How much How much is a ticket today? $54. They run around $54. But you know what? For the soulless. You know what a ticket? Ugly. You know what a ticket to Disneyland costs? For a day? $100 for a day. Universal Studios in, in California, $100, $110 in the summer. Perfect. The original roller coaster was the Lagoon Dipper in 1921. It's still there. You know the carousel is the original carousel? <laughs> the carousel is the oh, original yeah, carousel. The original. And there used to be a fun house. My uncle yeah, I loved the fun house. on the slide there. I love the fun house when I was kidding. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story the about Lagoon. The Tilt World 1973, yes. that badass is still there. So uh, we, uh, I grew up in Wyoming. Um, that's where I was... Spent most of my formative elementary, middle school, and high school years was in various parts of Wyoming. And when we finally kind of settled into southwest Wyoming, Lagoon was a big deal for us. Because in a state of 500,000 people spread out over, I don't know, how many fucking hundreds of square miles. um, Thousands, millions. I mean, really, 13,000 people in your town, you know everyone. It's ridiculous. It's so coming to Lagoon was a huge thing. Like we would plan all huge weekend. We'd stay in a hotel. We'd go to Lagoon or we'd camp in their stupid campground. Bad idea, by the way, not being able to wash yourself after spending all day in an amusement park. <laughs> um, so that was a really cool thing. So when I went, we went when I was in probably fifth or sixth grade. We, we came down with uh, another family. Um, and back then, this is, this is in the early 90s, they had... Um, they take your picture as soon as you came to the park, and then they give you little souvenir things uh, you yeah, could like spend, you know, a buck or two bucks on back then. Little like viewfinder things. Oh yeah. So we got a couple of those. My mom still has it. So she went down. She flew down to Texas. She stayed with me for a couple nights, uh, and she just whips it out of her purse. She carries it around That's with so her. So cool. Things twenty years old, and she just like here you go. She's like look at yourself, you know, from when you were in fifth grade. So uh, really okay, that's actually really cool. But I still hate Lagoon. You know, I you know one thing I like about Lagoon too is and I don't go every year anymore. Um, a couple years ago, we actually got season tickets. So if you do have kids and you have the accessibility to get there a couple times a year, get season passes. Get them early. Get them before June. How much they're, are they? They're usually you can about get them 80 for bucks. eighty to a hundred bucks. You yeah. just kind of have to watch seasonally. They go up. You know, once you get Plus. to June, they go up a little bit more. But if you're gonna go more than once a year, get the season pass. Eighty bucks for a season pass. Yeah, that and seems it's pretty reasonable. And it's fifty at the gate. Yeah. So if you're gonna go more than once, and the cool thing when we got the season passes is, you know, Friday afternoon we just go Lagoon for a couple hours. Well, and the front runners up there now. There's a lot yeah. of public transportation that actually so, stops there now for kids. We'd go drop That's the kids off. Did. Yeah. You know, we you know we would go up there on a Saturday afternoon for four hours. We wouldn't feel bad when we were, like, tired at 5 and we just left. Mm-hmm. Or we wouldn't feel bad going there at 4 just so we could be there in the evening with the lights on. Uh, so the season passes is a really good way to do it, and they're, they're very affordable. You know, there's I just want to bring this up. There's been a couple of crazy things during World War II. Uh, even though it was popular, Lagoon shut down for three years. It was closed from 1943 to 1946. And then in 1953, there was a large fire that destroyed a lot of the destroyed, park. yeah, a lot of the park. When did they move? Because they used to be further west, really. They were it, almost out by the lake. Yeah, it's called Lagoon because it was originally a water park. It was an actual lagoon from the Great Salt Lake 
um, that they were they were centered around. So that's back when they were first started, and then they moved at some point. Uh, and I don't remember when it was, but they moved up to where they're at. Uh, in 1886 or 1896 is when it moved to Farmington. So long another time. another cool fact about Lagoon: uh, Jimi Hendrix, The Doors, Janis Joplin, The Rolling Stones, Johnny Cash, and the Beach Boys have all played at Lagoon. And actually, for Haunted House Frightmares that they do, it's actually really fun because you know Haunted Houses, uh, generally speaking, unless you can find a small one. You're just in a long line of people not getting scared in a crappy, dark haunted house. Lagoon does a really good job of spacing theirs out because they have four or five haunted houses at the park, and a lot of their rides are still open uh, when they do Frightmare. So right. it's, it's really cool. Also included in your season pass. So I like Lagoon. I know you're a hater. Um, they, they also... I saw his heart soften a little. It I know. did just soften. a little. You With a season pass price. <laughs> no, I thought I think that's a reasonable price. And you do bring up interesting things about the park. And as a kid, I enjoyed it. And if, I, if I'm being completely honest and not just a dick for the sake of being a dick, then I really <laughs> actually like... The, they used to do these reenactments of some old west shootouts in Pioneer yeah, Village. Yeah, I don't think they do that anymore. I know, I know, but they were so cool that back was awesome. in the day. When they would fall off the buildings. Yes, and they'd fall out the hay. The and balls, yeah. Do you know they won't let anyone into Pioneer Village to do a, a paranormal investigation? Yes, we know. We tried. And there's lots sad. of... The, the, the historic buildings that are there are really cool, too. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're into that sort of stuff, a lot of the first buildings in Utah are, are there. They've, they've relocated. They're little. They are very so little. So who owns Lagoon? What's the guy's name? Johan uh, von Lagunowitz? No, no. <laughs> you know, but we met with Lagoon um, talking about taking over, you know, point of sale for a lot of their concession stuff. The thing about Lagoon, because it is such an old park, um, they don't have a lot of wiring and stuff underneath it. You know, you think of modern day stuff and they've got all the miles and miles of, of wiring and cabling and connectors and that doesn't exist in Lagoon. There's not underground tunnels to get from place to place like there are in Disneyland. So Interesting. Did yeah. you know it was originally built by Simon Bamberger, Utah's fourth governor, who wow. was building a railroad no from idea. Salt Lake to Ockton? <laughs> that's, a, that's a hell of a piece of information I did not know about. Well, folks, that uh, I think that's going to do it for uh, the new Utah podcast this week. Um, have a good Pioneer Day. It's going to be a fantastic... Pie and beer. beer. Pie and beer. It's going to be fun. You get to, you know, stay up again at all hours of the nights, listening to your stupid hick neighbors light off fireworks at 2 in the morning. Uh, My dog, who is now not terrified to go outside, will soon become terrified to go outside again. And uh, I get to do some more work as the uh, Utah fireworks tents light back up here (laughs) this week. Um, People in Utah light fireworks from about June 3rd all the way through August 9th. (laughs) <laughs> because they're celebrating the various holidays, and they, they try. go buy them. They try. They sure do try. Um, that also might be hyperbole. So that'll uh, that'll do it for us this week, folks. Uh, have a great uh, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week. Toodles. Get Wait, f- are we going to do some sign offs? Some cool sign offs. Josh yeah, wants to do us on cool Twitter and, and Facebook. Yeah, uh, we're at the New Utah Podcast on Facebook, <laughs> TNU Podcast on Twitter. You can get our website at uh, thenewutah.wordpress.com. Good. So, uh, and we got new logos. New uh, logos. They went up last week. Uh, you'll thank see you. them again this week. Thank you, Rye Bread Studio. Yes, thank you very much. They look fantastic. Uh, brings a little bit of legitimacy to us. We still have Josh with us, so. 
We gotta work on that. <laughs> oh, I see. That's the illegitimate card. I get it. Oh, okay. All right, Josh. Say good night. What's good your- night, Josh. Oh wait. That's that's gonna be your quirky sign off. Good night, Josh. I like it. It has to be quirky. Yeah, I like it too. Good night, Josh. What's yours, Jeremy? I say, I say, good night, Josh. And Josh says, good night, Josh. Say there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I say, get the fuck out of my house. Tag team back again. Wait, everyone into my car. <laughs> <laughs>